Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hi guys, just a quick note. I will admit my weaknesses and one of my weaknesses is that I am terrible with technology and I have recorded this week's interview in a weird format so there will be no editing so forgive me. Um, You're not here for editing mastery, you're here for the pod. So here it is. Thanks, bye. Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm Francesca, your host with the most amount of vomit in my house because me and my two daughters <laughs> are just recovering from a 48-hour vomiting bug. It was like the scene in Bridesmaids and it was horrendous. Anyway, oh my, my guest, to- yeah, it was fucking awful. Uh, my guest today is a self-made multi-millionaire. She is a world-renowned thought leader on financial empowerment for women. Yes, I took this from her Instagram bio. She is a best-selling author of our <laughs> favorite book, Rich as Fuck. She is an unrealistic goal <clears throat> achiever and money mindset queen. Of course, it is Amanda Francis. Welcome. 
Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You are in the company of fans because we have just done your book, Rich as Fuck, in our book club. And it has legit changed lives. It has changed my life. Amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it was so lovely. I don't know who tagged me or how I saw it, but I was on Instagram one day and saw that you guys are reading my book for your book club. And there was just so many people who are so excited. Like I bought the book, I bought the book. And it was like such a joy to see. It's amazing. And did you see our little group selfie where we're all holding yes! the book? Oh my God, that's <laughs> amazing. There was like a hundred people. I don't know how many. There were so many women on Zoom all holding the book. Oh my gosh. Can you yeah. send me that? Can I have I that will just for do, my life? Okay. Yes. Print it, put it on your wall. Um, <laughs> we, we also have a couple of men in there. And I love that throughout the book, we're like, I am a wealthy woman. And I'm One like, man. sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I've been apologizing to men about that for years. I mean, but to be honest, there was, when I started my work, there was so much help for men with internet marketing and manifestation and business building and all the things I was learning how to do. And there wasn't really good vibey female centered help that took into account like the spirit and soul and pace of a woman. And so like, I just been unapologetic for a decade now about not including men. And we love it when the men come. I have men in all my courses and we're obsessed with them. I'm just not catering to them. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, no, that's absolutely (laughs) fine. Do you know what? I read somewhere and I'm not sure whether I'm just repeating your own information back to you. It might have been from your Uh book or from somewhere else, but it said that Uh 90% of say like financial advice for men is um, wealth creation, um, all this kind of stuff. For women, 90% of it is money saving, couponing, yeah. shit like Budge- that. Budgeting, like budgeting. Shit. Yeah, like oh. not setting us up to be like everything we want to be, just setting us up to, it's like so old school. Like it's assuming the man makes the money and the woman needs to not spend too much of it. Like fuck you, so hard. Yes. Yeah, But it's so prevalent. There's a massive TV show here um, in the UK and it was on literally the other week and it was called like how to save 10 grand in a day. And I think it was you make these changes and over a year you'd save 10,000 pounds. And they were really telling, slow. oh yeah, but they were telling this young mother who had like two young children, they were like, rather than going out on a date night, you could cook for your husband at home and then you just light a candle and you could see this woman like just the life draining from her eyes. And they're like, but you've saved yourself 40 pounds. (laughs) Right, but then where's the relaxing and being taken care of and being supported in that? Like that's so ass backwards. It it truly is. Right, because if money feels hard, Mm. And if money feels draining and if money feels restrictive, then we're not going to be able to feel very good about money. We're not going to be able to have inspired ideas about money. We're not going to be able to support ourselves in our own like wealth creation endeavors. Like it's so backwards to think you can feel shitty about money all the time and have a better experience with it and be more supported and having more of it. Like it's so stupid. Yeah, definitely. And that's something I've learned since doing your book is releasing money um but feeling good about it so as opposed Mm -hmm. to releasing money and feeling negative which I definitely have done in certain situations but just Mm -hmm. feeling great and know that it's circulating and it's going to come back to me I have been practicing that and you would not believe it's literally well you would believe because this is what you do what I do (laughs) but literally (laughs) it's so many of the things that you say in the book and I feel like for people that haven't been on this journey with us and 
gone through the book and gone through all of the the growth that we've been doing and working on ourselves they would just be like oh that's so easy for you to say but it truly works so this time last year I was I'm a single parent I was pregnant with twins I have a four-year-old and I have a salon in London and of course because of coronavirus just everything shut down so Mm. within four days I just lost all of my income uh I lost all the income I used to rent out my flat in London I lost the income from the salon I was fucked like I was more fucked than anyone I know but within a year during that lockdown and whilst having two babies as well at the same time I am now earning double what I used to earn then and I'm doing about half the amount of work and I just Mm -hmm. think isn't that insane like if you have a growth mindset and an open mindset you literally can you can achieve anything and that was just a redirection obviously in my path it was just a redirection don't you think Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I almost want to call it the Amanda Francis effect or something, but it's not me because I mean, there's more than just me that have empowered mindsets around money, but that is my norm. Like what you just said, like someone having, like you said, a growth mindset or using a, a situation that seems doomed as an opportunity to pivot and then finding themselves better off than ever before. That is my reality. That is just how life works. Like I expect to work less every year and make more. I expect to take every bad situation and use it for my good. I expect to make more and more and more money all the time, just as a extension of who I am and how I be and what I decide. Like, this is not like shocking. Like all my clients, most of my friends, everyone in my life became better off during a pandemic. And it was I mean, I like the thing is, we all got scared. I was scared just like everyone else. Like, of course, I was scared. Like, the fear was in the air. If you're any kind of like sensitive or intuitive person, you felt it all. But like, I got scared and then I chose, you know, I chose what I believed. I chose how I perceived life. I chose that like I could be guided. So I really like, I made a lot of pivots. We realigned like a lot of our price points and uh, launches and like things that I, I did things differently than I would have expected, but was definitely more abundant and prosperous than ever supporting more people. So, I mean, yes and amen. That's what you amazing. Said. And do you find that when, cause as you're speaking there, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Cause I've experienced it. But do you mm-hmm. find that some people in your life are like almost how fucking rude like how dare you say that yeah this is decimating mm-hmm. when we're, and, and like you just want to say so oh, much yeah like, how do you deal with people like that that basically what? aren't listening to what you're saying oh I don't okay I mean <laughs> I would okay, I'm gonna say two things because both are valuable one important thing is I like love and honor and value and have tremendous empathy for the human experience and, and the struggle, the human struggle. Like, so I can hear someone struggle and experience and be like, I see you, I get you, I feel you, I know you. Like I am a human and I have struggled too, especially yeah. with money. So like all of that's there and real, like, like never lose your empathy, never, never get out of touch with like the reality of so many people. Like that's valuable. Yeah. And I learned over the past decade Well, I mean, it's been longer than a decade. I've been teaching for a decade, but I've learned over the past, I don't know, 15 plus years that it's not worth my time to have conversations with people who refuse to get it. Like if you're committed to your story, 
and you want to believe that I'm just an asshole and it can't, and life can't be good for you. And you're really, really, really committed to your story of victimhood or of struggle or of whatever it is. Like, I can't make you not be committed. I can only shine light, be an example and believe in you. So like, but I won't get, I, I think one thing I decided a long, long time ago is it's not my job to convince anyone. Like I can present knowledge, but I'm not attached to who gets it. It's okay if someone doesn't get it. Like I don't need them to get it for it to be valid in my life. So I'm not sitting around trying to convince anyone, friend or family or anyone that like what I say works. The book is available. Pick it up if you want to. The courses (laughs) are available. Grab them if you want to. And if you don't, like that's your path, you know, in your life. I'll see you in 10 years and see how you're fucking doing then. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like, I guess because I let it go and I'm so unattached, I don't need anyone to understand me. Yeah. Because, because, yeah, well, because of all of that, I guess I just like, I go through life and then I just kind of observe like how much of the little things I say, the things I do, the things I model in my example, like how it's affected my parents, like how it's affected my sister. Like my sister, my little sister is a in a better financial position than ever before. And like, she was on a vacation recently and she's gotten, she's gotten a lot of raises and her job keeps getting better and better and all these things. And she got home from vacation and my parents were asking her something about it. And I was like, do you think the book helped you? And she was like, well, yeah, the book helped me, but you've been my sister a very long time. Like you just live it. I just watch you. I just see you. And so like, I never said to my sister, if you don't believe money mindset, you're doomed. You know, I just live. It's like almost through osmosis. They just, if they're around it long enough, they will eventually. Well, I have a question. But I know better than to get into a fight with someone. Like I would just never try to convince. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. We ain't got time for that. Who has the time? Totally. Yeah. Well, one of our book club bitches, Jennifer Muller, she has a question that's kind of relating to this. And I love the way that she's worded this question. She says, what do I do with my husband who has a negative (laughs) money mindset? Can I just say I had this problem and I divorced him. So I'd love to know (laughs) what your profession. Do you know what? I I married So we could just get rid of them. That's option one. Yeah. Is that what you do? Like he, we were very different. He had so much debt, whereas debt terrifies me. Like, he had so much debt and he had a very negative mindset right he's like oh we'll never get out of it it will just cripple us for the rest of our life and I was like oh great so I just got out of there as fast as I goddamn could I mean it wasn't the only reason he was also gay but you know it was one of the top reasons but what is your professional it was opinion? La- there are layered reasons yeah yes. um you know if he doesn't like vaginas then that would be a problem if that's the organ you have um okay. I forgot I had a vagina to be honest after six years I forgot I had one well, praise the Lord for bringing that awareness back. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, okay. So I've, I mean, I've been doing this so long and I've seen so many things happen. I would say the thing I primarily see happen is the woman obtains this knowledge. She owns her power. She owns her value. She decides money's going to work differently for her. And it doesn't necessarily matter. Um what her financial situation is, if she's the breadwinner or if her partner is, or if she's not married or well, it doesn't, it doesn't actually matter. What I see over and over and over again is when she decides everything begins to change and rearrange for her. So I've seen many, many spouses and partners, uh, get raises, get promotions and the money funnel in through like the other partners. So like, so I'm just going to say that like 
that's a available reality. Even if you don't have a job, like things can come through your partner. But what usually happens in that scenario is the man is, or I shouldn't say the man, the other person is an open vessel. Like they are not conflicted or wounded around money. They're just kind of like fucking neutral and the, their partner decides to manifest and it flows through them. So that's like a beautiful, interesting thing that I see happen all the time. Then there's like another thing like you just named where the man is resistant and full of stories and married to his devotion to the weight of debt or whatever that is and all of that stuff. And there's all of that. So in that scenario, a lot of the time I see the man shift, begin to shift and change and turn and rearrange slowly just through the example and the power and the decision of the partner of his, in this case, the woman reading the book or whatever. So I've seen that happen plenty of times. And then I've seen definitely quite a few times a situation like you just said, where the person is deciding, taking in the knowledge, you know, all of that's going on. And the man just fucking falls away. Like the relationship is just not aligned anymore. And everyone's ready to let it go. And they're on to a new relationship or they're on to a season of singleness or like whatever, you know what I mean? So here's the thing. Like I can't predict in each person's life what's going to happen. Like I usually have a hunch and I'm often right, but that's not really even the point. The point is that if you do your work and you clean up your side of the street and you get devoted to how your life's going to go, everything will change to support you either through money coming in through that person, through that person falling away or through that person stepping up. And like how that, how that point, I know it seems scary to imagine a life maybe where you don't have your person or where you think, how is my person ever going to change or whatever? Like that, the how isn't your responsibility really. The how is for you to decide how your life's going to go and to trust your path and your progress and to just let the steps come and your life will become a different life, you know? Yes, definitely. Um, A little bit like just surrendering to the universe and just saying, actually, like letting go of that controlling. I used to be a real controlling manifester and I would manifest very, very specific things. Um, But Uh I've learned through this book club the last couple of months, we did Super Attractor by uh, Gabby Bernstein just before your book. And we really learned about just letting go and surrendering to the universe, which I'd never I'd never really thought about co-creating. I thought that I was just creating on my own. And that's very, it's very freeing just to be like, I'll just yeah. sort myself out. And I know that the universe will sort me out. Like it will just put in my path, whatever it was meant for me. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Like I said in the book, this or something better. So I'm a very oh, yes. specific and intentional manifester too. But that release that like, this is the vision I have. And this is what I want. This is what I choose. Like all of that. And I let it go and this or something better. And it doesn't have to be exactly like I thought in the form I thought in the time I thought, you know, so I hold my vision very intentionally and I leave room for God to surprise me. It's really a both and, you know? Yes. See, I think in the past when I was trying to convince people about the law of attraction, because I've been teaching this for 10 years now, I've only had the podcast a year, but I used to do it on YouTube. And in my days of trying to convince people, I felt like I had to have very specific manifestations. So like my ex-husband. To prove that what you did. To prove it. Yeah. Otherwise it's not a crazy story. And my ex-husband, literally, I saw him on a dating profile. I messaged him. He never replied. Three years later, I get set up on a blind date and I put his picture on a vision board. He was very unusual looking. He's six foot nine. And three years later, I get set on a blind date and it's the same fucking guy. 
It was the same profile so picture. And yeah, we got yeah, married. Yeah. So that for me, that was like, it <laughs> yeah. works. But obviously it didn't work out. But, but yeah, because like you I... could have said to the universe, a guy like this or a, a man, you know what I mean? Like a man yes. like this who but embodies think... this and this and this and this and also has this and this and supports me in this and this way this or something better because like in that list could exactly. have been like loves my vagina yeah. <laughs> likes vaginas like, number one and a gay man yeah no it's so doesn't funny. Like, like dick I, number two <laughs> yeah no exactly and like but yeah that's so interesting and such a perfect example but like I like I mean just like you yeah, I've been doing this forever like I feel like I know what I'm doing a lot of people listen to me and this house we live in right now I said, God, we need a three car garage. I have two cars. He has one car. I'm not, I, I love having both my cars, whatever. I have a convertible and a G wagon. And it's so funny because we have this house now and we have a three car garage. And guess what? what? Two of the cars don't fit in the three car garage because the cars are tall. The G wagon's tall and my boyfriend's truck is tall. So it's like, I got the fucking three car garage and I didn't say that the cars go in. So it's so <laughs> funny how like this bus the specifications can be so funny. So, but the thing is, I don't have that with many. Okay. I'm going to try to say this in a way that's like helpful. I, the mishaps I have in life with just random manifestations, I don't have with many. And I think it is because I have such clean, clear intentions and such a, um, such a belief that money is always good. So because I believe money is always good and because I believe money is always for me and because I believe that money is perfect and purely good and wholesome and wonderful in the ways I use it, in the ways I receive it, in the ways I circulate it, because I'm so clear and clean with money, I don't have any like, like, oh, I thought the money was going to do this and then it did that. Like, I don't have any weird, the money showed up and it went away or the money fluctuated. Like the, the money is just the money. The money is so stable for me. Yeah. But in areas where I have way less like clarity and certainty and like, I don't even know, it just feels like a, a clean energy, like I said, in areas where I don't have that, like I was more confused about the house. I was more unsure. I was more like, does that even exist? The housing market, there's a shortage of houses in LA right now. I was like, I just didn't even think it exists. I didn't even think it was possible. I had this list that I wasn't really believing in it and and, and all that. Sorry, yeah, well, there's was, a lot. Did it did it cut off? Because I had a call coming in. Did you oh, hear yeah, me it did just that? Re- yeah, no, that's fine. It just literally just stopped that second. Okay, perfect. So in all that uncertainty and all that like confusion inside of me and in my energetic field, you manifest a house where your cars don't fit in the garage, you know? Well, I guess there's a lot more creative freedom, isn't there? Whereas money is very arbitrary. It's very, it's a number. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, but I think I see people all the time who don't think money can be good. And so their money manifestation yes. has lots of weird mishaps and mine just doesn't because I expect it to be good, you know? Well, do you know what you have personally through your book taught me that money is not scary? And isn't it funny where if someone said, are you scared of money? Every single person would be like, no, I'm not scared of money. Give me all. But actually we are like, I've always been scared of earning large sums of money. I always thought like P Diddy said, more money, more problems. And then through your book, you were like, actually it makes life easy. And honestly, we did your book. uh, Was it June of this year? So it would have been like six weeks ago now. I literally just went into a car showroom and just bought a new car in cash because I was like, 
trying to fit my twins in this small car. It's not do. I didn't have to shop around. I didn't waste my time comparing loads of deals. I know obviously still be, you know, make wise decisions, but it's about just being able to go in somewhere and just make a decision and just buy it and not worry about, like I knew as soon as I made that decision, that money would be replenished. And it's just, honestly, it's made my life easier by earning more money. I don't know how I ever thought it would make my life harder. How the fuck could it make my life harder? <laughs> and now I've been able I to. I agree like, completely. It's insane. But like one of but my big fears. But if you expect it to complicate your life and that's just your story and that's what you're committed to, then that's what you're creating, you know? Well, now I've just made a, what do they call it? A, uh, no, what's the word? <laughs> what's the word when it's like a, a gesture a symbolic gesture of my future wealth. And I've just employed a bookkeeper to take care of all of my businesses and all of my finance, because that's something that was really like draining my mental bandwidth and was stopping me moving to my next level of wealth because I was just like, well, I don't know. I can't handle what I've got now. And I genuinely didn't even know what I earned because again, I was scared Mm -hmm. of the money. How many women are like that? It's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's also lacking like an intimacy and a closeness and like a comfort with the money. So, I mean, any relationship that you nurture grows, any relationship that you can get closer to and have more trust in and more confidence in gets better. So in your relationship with money, if like you're avoiding it and you're not looking at it and you're scared of it, you don't like it. It's hard for it to flourish, you know? completely um so I asked my book club bitches if they had any questions for you and one of the most popular questions was they all want to know what is your like morning routine or what is a day in the life of Amanda like like what is your morning routine do you have any rituals what do you do at bedtime they just want to know what you don't have any no no I don't have a single ritual (gasps) a single routine nothing this is transformational I honestly think it okay I'm just gonna be really really blunt I think it's so weird I get that question all the time and I'm like who on the planet is teaching us that some magical sequence of things we do in the morning makes us worthy of a good life like I don't even understand and who has time I I have I don't do I do I don't do a single thing the same way every day like I I wake up at a different time I drink water at a different time I get tea or coffee at a different time if I journal, I don't journal at the same time every day. I don't check in with my team. I do what I, I just wake up and do what I want, what I need to do. So like sometimes I wake up and in bed, I'm either, you know, checking email or applying to my team or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's different every single day. I don't know. Like I honest. And so I think the, I think the reason it's that way is because like, I don't know. I'm a pretty structured person. I'm a pretty, how do I say like, I always get done what I need to do. Like I can trust myself to do, to get work done. It's I'm not someone who like really neglects things that need to get done. So there's, so I guess what happened for me is like, once I quit my PhD program, once I stopped with like traditional jobs, like once I started working for myself, I was just, I could just trust myself to get it done. So I just kind of do whatever I need to do. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. How nice. Cause you know, one of the books we did was Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Have you heard of that book? No. 
oh fuck me well do you know what we read that when I had eight week old twins and it's like you need to get up at 5 a.m and I have to say there is something very magical about early mornings honestly I feel like when my children are all at school or something then maybe I'll try it but and you have to do this like six things every morning and I'm like do you know what this is fucking overwhelming this is overwhelming me and it's not even 8 a.m like so I love to hear that you actually just don't have anything you're just like I'm just gonna live my goddamn life yeah what a time Uh to be alive what a dream (laughs) what a goddamn dream yeah so I think I needed that because I needed that level of freedom and now that I've had that level of freedom for so many years now now I sometimes wonder what would it be like to have little rituals like I mean, I take a bath at a different time every day. I check in with my mastermind a different time every day. There's truly no sense of routine at all. Um, you know, and I guess there is a little, but even like, okay, even with the kids, like I might wake up and do my stepdaughter's hair. Like I might do it in her room one day. I might do it in my room one day. I might do it in the living room one day. I mean, like even with kids and then needing to get out the door at a certain time, there's still no routine. I just grab the brush and I don't know, wherever she's sitting, I do her hair. So like even something that happens every single day, it doesn't happen the same way every single, I just, I guess I don't have that need. And I wonder what it would be like if I could find like real enrichment in it, if I created it. I just, I never have had it ever. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Maybe one day for you, or maybe not. Who knows? Um, I know. Speaking of your stepdaughter, I saw that you, I was so confused when I looked at your stories and I was like, wait, you have two children? When did that happen? No, they are your stepdaughters. They are adorable. Thank I you. did a podcast episode, I want to say last week, maybe all about not just the gender pay gap, but also like the motherhood penalty. And I just wondered what your kind of take was on it. Uh, there's a thing on Netflix called Explained Money. And they have an episode about it. And they were saying that in the average couple, so it's all about how actually when women have a baby, then their money just massively drops. Um, But also that in just any normal couple that a woman will do on average nine hours a week of unpaid work. So whether that's life admin, cleaning, childcare, cooking, whatever it is. I think that's even without children. I can't remember. And over a year that adds up to three and a half months of an, um, uh, of a paid job, like a full-time job. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that insane? And the whole premise of the podcast was my audience are mostly women. And the thing I hear more than anything is, Oh, I wish I had time to do this. I wish I had time to join your book club, but I can't read a book. I don't have time. And I'm like, do you know why you don't have fucking time? It's because we are expected to take on so much more of the workload than men. And I know that obviously your books and everything are all geared towards women. So I just wondered what you thought about that. Do you think it's true? Do you think we can shift it for our daughters? I think it's true if we subscribe to it. Like Mm. I hear you saying all of this and I'm like, I understand that's one version of reality, but that's not mine or any of my friends. I don't know anyone who suffered. I mean, 
ever, all, most of my children have friends and they all still work and they all still make money. And I don't think any of them would tell you that their kids slowed them down. So I don't think that's the only reality available. Really? Yeah, Lord I can't think of a single person living that way. That's insane. I think that sounds horrible and disgusting and like not anything I would ever believe in ever oh for a second. God. Maybe that's I understand that it's possible. I understand that it's possible, but like I even think of my friends in very traditional corporate careers. And okay, okay, so here's the thing. I would never give away my power to an idea that doesn't support me financially. I would never, but like, so you can hear that and go, fuck, I'm screwed. Or you can hear that and go, not for me. Yeah. I just, I would never take that on. So you're not available for it. It's my favorite phrase. Not, you are yeah, not available. I'm totally not available for that. That's crazy. <laughs> and I have so much empathy and compassion and love and understanding for someone who is in that reality. It's just not the only reality. So, okay. There's, I, I would, I would guess, I, like, I can't say, cause I'm not on that path, but I would my feelings would be without ever having answered this question before and without having like a fully thought out answer. My off off the cuff thought would be something like along our path, we have many, many, many opportunities to subscribe to many, many, many different ideas. I have multiple friends who upon like that time, that maternity leave time, like went right back into the career with either a nanny or a husband staying home or, you know, a mother-in-law, whatever it was, they went right back into their career and they did need help around children, but they would never have a life where there wasn't help around children. They always knew they were going to be a career woman. They always knew they're going to make money. So they always expected that childcare help would be part of the path and journey for them. So that's what they have done. And I have total respect for someone who's like, no, I need to be home with my babies. But I wouldn't say that that means that automatically means poverty or slowing down either. I think you could be abundant in that scenario too. So like all the situations and scenarios and circumstances to help you create that, that's going to vary for each person. But do I believe that because we choose to bear children that we can't be abundant? Absolutely not. I do not believe that. Well, I pray, I pray that is true for the future uh, generations. Honestly, you need to watch that episode. It's absolutely wild. There's even things like- I don't think I want any of that nonsense in my head. I would never watch that. But you know what? I found out something insane though as part of it was that um, car safety features are fitted, are like designed for men. So if you're a woman, you're 47% more likely to have severe injuries. I'm like, this shit is wild. I have three goddamn daughters. And I mean, I know what you're going to say do not be available for it because you're not going to have major car crashes or anything but I don't know I just felt like I hear so many women saying to me I don't have time I don't have time and I think I bet your goddamn husband has time and when I was listening (laughs) to that uh, Miracle Morning book the whole time I was thinking I bet Hal isn't getting up with his children in the night I bet he isn't (laughs) breakfast in the morning he's sitting here meditating in the morning for 20 minutes I'd love to hear from his wife but anyway maybe I'm just a little bit bitter (laughs) Yeah. So what I would say about the car features is as we empower more women to go down the paths they want to go down with their education and their careers and whatnot, the women will be designing more and more cars. So that will just change. So I don't think I need to be mad at the car industry and demand change. I think I need them. And then like, as far as male and female dynamics, I think that's another thing that like, we all have these like storylines about how life works, you know, and these ideas that we create and continue to perpetuate for ourselves and for others. And 
I guess in my mind, I never saw some kind of reality where like I was the only one taking care of children like that. I, that wouldn't have been possible for me. So um, I do do a lot and I do overextend myself sometimes because I just, I just love the kids so much and I want to do so much for them. But there's not some there there's there's nothing in our relationship that says it's more of my job than his. I think everything in the relationship says it's both it's 100% my job and 100% his job. It's not even like half mine, half his. It's 100% both of ours. So it's, since we both expect to parent fully and that's just kind of how we feel, it's not like we're ever putting it on each other. We just both consider it our responsibility, you know? That is relationship goals. That is relationship so, goals right there. Yeah. So it's not like, so like right now the kids aren't in school for seven days because they have to quarantine because we traveled out of state. Oh, it's a long Lord. story. Yeah. So anyway, so they can't go to school for seven days. And we're like looking at our schedule a few nights ago. And we're like looking at when do I have meetings? When do you have meetings? How's it going to go? And it was like, we were just in it together. It wasn't me going, well, they're your kids. And it wasn't him going, well, I have work. It was me going like, okay, so on this day, you're going to pick them up at this time. And I'm going to do this and this and this, and then you're going to get home at this time. And we'll both be here for like four hours and we'll both be working. I have a call at this time. You And we were just kind of like looking at it and it was just equal. And then when it was kind of getting sticky, I was like, okay, I can have my assistant. Like we don't have a nanny. So, and not that I would, I think when I, when I bear some children, I'll have a nanny, but I was like, okay, my assistant, I'll see if my assistant can come over for like two hours here. And we'll just have a third adult here for when both of us are on calls, she can, you know, oversee them. And like, so I mean, it's just expected that we both have to figure it out. And then today we both have a full day. And so he called his mom and his mom has them during the middle of the day. It's just like, I don't know. We're all in. You know what I mean? How nice. I don't know. How nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I let me just, just, I'll just say this, like, know that you're meant to be supported. Let's just say that first. You're meant to be supported in all things. You're meant to be supported in motherhood. You're meant to be supported in business. You're meant to be supported in love. You're meant to be supported in all things. So view support as available and view support as a true option and view support as inevitable for you and view support as something that's coming into your life more and more and more and more and more and just see how friends and your ex and future team members and whatever it is for you, like see how support like creeps in because it doesn't like, believing you get to be supported doesn't happen all at once. I was running a company for, for many, many years, feeling very unsupported, you know, even though I had a team. So it's like, I've had to let support in and get comfortable with it and trust people. And it's, it's like been actually probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I wasn't good at being supported, but it is possible. I think as well, it's about, like you say, it's, it's, it's letting you in and feeling comfortable with it. I've never felt comfortable about having people around like my very young babies. And for me, like one of the things of feeling rich is being able to take this time with all of my daughters and just be able to have this time with them and have a maternity leave and not have to work to someone else's schedule. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, that yeah. is, th- that is for me. That is like the dream. To, that's the yeah. dream. Being able to pick my daughter up from school. We can travel whenever we want. Like that is the goddamn oh, dream. The but dream. now I've got three. I'll be real with you. There's a nanny. She's only here six hours a week, but there is a nanny. <laughs> and I'm totally, open 100%. to more support yeah. coming in because right. you know, they, that's exactly older. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, getting comfortable support in your way. Like every woman that's gone through my mastermind, we have like 
several moms over the years that have gone through the mastermind and like that childcare conversation of what is, what does this mean for you? What does support look like for you? And everyone has fear around it and everyone has guilt around it. And like, it's not, I'm like, I'm not saying it's this easy, simple snap of the fingers thing. I'm just saying it's available. Life that you've structured around being supported and becoming comfortable with that. Like, I don't know. I've been a one woman show before. It's not fun. Support is Oh, I love being a one woman show. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, I like, I let everyone take care of so much for me. I love, so oh much. wait I thought you meant being single no I'm ready to find a soulmate you know in the future in some point in the future I'm, I'm excited for that but um yeah no I, I see what you mean now delegating things out and yes I'm here for it um mm-hmm. so I wanted to just ask you quickly about energetic set points like your energetic minimums and maximums because a lot of people said that that chapter of the book was their absolute favorite and it's so wild. Like for people that haven't read the book, can you just explain like what it is and how you can change it? Because it's changed my goddamn life. Yeah. I think a lot of people told me that's their favorite thing. It's so yeah. And it's funny is because I made up the word energetic minimum and energetic maximum. Like I made it up and now I hear it all the time. And I'm like, I really should have copyrighted that shit. <laughs> like, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We know, we know it was me. Um, okay. So how it happened for me is I was going through my life and I had started a business and I was like, I had, I had a million jobs. I like was a nanny and I was cocktail serving and I was doing some retail, a million jobs. And like, I noticed that even as like, I left jobs, as I quit my PhD program that gave me a stipend as these different things happened, I had the same amount of money every month. I was like, how is it possible that you give up a $1,500 a month stipend. And the next month you have the exact same amount of money as you had when you still had the stipend. Like I was just, I was just looking at it. And I was also looking at this weird thing happening with debt that I would pay my credit card down and it would go back up to the same amount over and over again. And it occurred to me that so long ago now it occurred to me that like, I had kind of this like set point, like I was available for debt to go up to the same amount over and over again. I couldn't imagine it being less than this number, certain number. And I couldn't imagine it being more than this other certain number. And I had the same thing going on with my bank account. And I had the same thing going on with my income. And I just realized we all had set points. We had things that we expected and that we created over and over again. And I noticed that there was people's minimum. You could have a minimum of being overdrawn by X amount, or you could have, there's someone out there right now with a minimum of their account would never be under a million. That just wouldn't happen for them. You know? So I just realized we all had energetic minimums and maximums. It's like, I have to explain this to people. Well, first I had to work it out for myself. And then once I did, it was like, I have to explain to people that we just, we like, we kind of have this in us and we can change it. Like we can change it. So, you know, you can't, if you really can't imagine, like, okay, if you're okay with having $30,000 worth of credit card debt, you're probably going to create $30,000 worth of debt over and over again. But if you get to the place where you're really not okay with it, like, and you might think you, you, you say you're not okay with it, but you truly are, you're available for it. You let it happen over and over, but you can change that number. You can decide that you're really never going to have less than 10,000 ever again, or whatever it is. And we can like incrementally increase and decrease all these numbers, all these set points. So I've helped, you know, thousands of people do it with income, do it with 
like we said, savings, debt, bank accounts, all of it. Um, okay. What, like, what do you have anything else you want me to say specifically about that? that concept no I mean people were asking like what would be your top tips for increasing your set point if you want to yeah, raise like yourself income. up to the next level yeah <sighs> so for me when I'm ready for like a new maximum I'm like I like tune into okay so let me say this sometimes people think the energetic minimum and maximum is something to be scared of Like they kind of think like, oh, I can imagine going down to this low number every month and that's a scary number. And now I'm going to create it. And like, ah, to me, the energetic minimum isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to observe. So every single month I'm like, what's the least amount I can imagine making? And I just notice what it is. And I'm like, what's the most amount I can imagine having? Like, what's the stretch number? And I notice what it is. And if they're not numbers I like, I need to change them. So I change them by putting faith and energy and desire, desire and decision and confidence like around them. So like right now, we'll do right now. So my company's never made more than $750,000 in a month. I know that's a fuck ton of money. That's currently the most I've ever made. So I can imagine a million dollar month. I can imagine a $2 million month, like all of those things, I can put a bit of faith and energy behind as like future goals and future endeavors of knowing that it's possible for me. But then in this moment, in this very month, I want at least an $800,000 month. It's what I want. I'm ready. I desire it. That's what I want. So like, I'm clear. So like the first step would be like getting clear. So get clear on what you want. And then I, like I said in the book, I would need to remove any limiting beliefs that say it's not possible. Like there's no, like right now I could say there's no way I could have an $800,000 a month because I'm really not launching anything that I'm not, you know, opening any. So if anyone doesn't know, like my business is I have an online education business. So a limiting belief could be that I'm not really launching anything or opening enrollment for anything this month. That's at that high of a price point. Uh, I don't really have a lot of like, I have so much going on. There's a lot of time and space and energy to devote to my launches. I could say, you know, my audience hasn't grown in the last several months. I come up with a million ideas why this, why it's not going to work. Right. We'll say the children are are off school for seven days. Yeah, That's going to eat up your time. (laughs) Totally. And so I guess I have a lot of practice at looking at my limiting beliefs and deciding they're not true. So I, I kind of off the bat, don't believe them anymore. Like all those things I just said to you, I don't believe any of that is a good reason not to make more money. Yeah. I know they're all just stupid reasons, but along uh, 10 years ago, all my limiting beliefs felt more real than my desire and my faith. Right. So, oh, so, I mean, it's going to be ha- probably more hard work today to look at your limiting beliefs and view them as not real reasons, view them as just ideas view them as just like kind of negative discouraging ideas that don't have as much power as you have you have more faith and power inside of you in your little pinky toe than any of those stupid reasons so like for me now so it's like okay so I like I know all my reasons are stupid and I know an eight an eight hundred thousand dollar month is possible so now it's my job to put my faith and belief and energy behind it so now I get myself like revved up and built up and, you know, excited and just desiring and longing for this thing, this $800,000 a month. And I also get myself happy about it and in gratitude about it. And I begin to get myself feeling as though it's already happened. So that's when you're truly an energetic match for it. When it's, 
when inside of you in your energetic state, it's already done. You know, you, it already, you, it's not just that you think it's done. Like you feel it's done. You vibrate it as it's done. And in the book, I give so many examples, you know, how to get yourself in a, as a, how to become a vibrational match for something through the thoughts you think, through the words you say, through the things you imagine or visualize. Visualization doesn't work for me, but it works for so many people. Through movement, energy, like dance. People people create momentum with their energy in so many ways. I'm very much, I can think about it and generate feelings in my body. So I kind of just start thinking, holy shit, we just had an $800,000 a month. Like it happened, it's done. It was easy. It was better than expected. It was so vibey. It was so fun. And so I guess the thing is now, now I hold the faith. Now I just feel it. I just go back to feeling it every day. It's just in my vibe. It's in my energy. It's, it's the thing, you know, I let it be the thing. I let it be an important thing that I devote some energy to every day, you know, and to holding a vibe for two minutes every day can change your life. This doesn't have to take all day. So then the thing is, yeah. So then the thing is, I think probably the most important thing is like, the unattachment to be committed yet unattached. So I'm committed to my $800,000 a month, July of 2021. And if on July 30th or 31st or whatever, it didn't happen, that there, that doesn't mean discouragement. That doesn't mean disappointment. That doesn't mean I failed. That means like, that means that we're doing it in August. It means we're doing it in September. It doesn't matter. Right. So I guess I've learned to like, not let it matter to be committed and devoted and sure, but not like not, I don't know, not decide that I'm not powerful and that like, I can't do cool things because it didn't happen by an arbitrary deadline, you know? Yes. But also let's be honest that if you're not earning $800,000 that month, you're probably not earning that much less, which is still an absolutely incredible thing. And it's kind of what we were talking about earlier about if it's not that exact manifestation, it's like, oh shit, it didn't work. It's like, so my one at the moment is i I have this idea that in two to three years, I want to buy my dream home, like my forever Uh home. So Uh I'm already on the path that I'm extending and remodeling my current home. I'm probably going to keep this to rent it or whatever. And I was thinking about how in the past, like I would have had this conflicting thing in my mind of saying, well, if I'm like, if my main manifestation is I want to buy this dream home in three years, does that mean that I'm going to be single? Because I don't see myself buying this property with somebody else. Does that mean that I'm going to like not have a man in my life or whatever? And now, only now do I kind of think, well, actually, would I be really mad if in three years time, I have all of the money for this dream house? Um, I've got my current property into a great position to be a rental and I meet my soulmate. I'm not exactly going to be like, ah, shit, it's not how I dreamt it. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's yeah. this or something better. Like always I think just better. always working towards something higher has got to be good. Um, yeah. but do, you know, uh-huh. do you know what I loved of yours actually when you were saying that I was just I had to write it down because I had to remember was in your book you had a meditation about closing your eyes and you visualize picking up your phone and it's such a it's such a great thing because it's so easy for everyone to visualize you know what your screensaver is you know what your phone looks like we look at it so many goddamn times a day uh-huh. and then you visualize all of your sales coming in do you know I did uh-huh. that and I tripled my sales in that one day and it's Yay. such an interesting so like yeah I just visualize them coming through and it just happens and I've done that before years ago with EFT like emotional freedom tapping yeah. um and that like, like doubled my sales overnight yeah that's yeah. incredible uh-huh. isn't it and it's yeah, just um, a good tool. 
it's incredible and it just makes me think like once you start thinking of money as a bit like a game it's a game yeah. it's experiment money is a game you play yeah, yeah it's just fun to see like can I double it again this month can I do this can yeah. I do that uh-huh. and I think especially as a woman and I think especially as a single mother because people expect us to be poor I love to just constantly surprise myself and others and be like guess what now bitch guess what I'm doing <laughs> like it's totally. just so interesting to me and and I think it does still uh women feel uncomfortable talking about money or maybe people in general feel uncomfortable but I love how you're so honest with what you earn and you'll just say outright like this is what I earn and this month I doubled it and I'm like wow I I I think that's amazing um in England we're a little bit more reserved you Uh, guys are yeah yeah yeah. I've I've noticed that a lot (laughs) over my people hate my mum says to me Fran, you shouldn't tell anyone how much you earn. I'm like, on Patreon, they make it fucking public. Like, they tell everyone how much you earn. And I don't know why they do that, but it's like, uh, I mean, should I be ashamed of it? I work until two in the goddamn morning. Like, no, I should. But it's weird. You do have this, I'm still working on my guilt and that I don't deserve it and that I'm doing something I love so it's not difficult it's it's yeah, all yeah, a work it's okay in progress money with ease that's a that's a big one for probably everyone like we're not worthy of it unless we yeah. like sacrifice enslaved and hated our life that's the only what time we're worthy of it Isn't and these it are crazy? all very like it's just ingrained in our cultures and in our humanity um yeah it, but like I think there's just so like I say in the book, the energy by which you do a thing determines the outcome of the thing. It's not just the thing you do. It's the energy by which you do it. Yes. I think sharing your income with the energy of inspiration and sharing your income with the energy of like showing off or the energy, you know, whatever, like sharing your income to show people it's possible and to, and, and with pride and with joy and with like, come on, single women, single mothers, you know, let's go. That's such a vibe. And that's such a vibey vibe and an important vibe and an empowering vibe. So I get what you're saying. Like I've put so much out there on the internet or in my book or whatever that made me uncomfortable. Like I didn't necessarily want people to know how much money I had in savings before I bought the house. And then after I bought the house and like, or whatever, yeah. you know, like it was like a lot of details about my life. And those are my examples. Like those are my illustrations. And like, it's just, it's just important, I think, to be transparent and give people something to work with. And cause like, and the other thing is, you know, I was using that $800,000 month example a minute ago. Like I need everyone to know that I had that same process for $3,000 a month. It's not that like my process changed. I just do deal with a little bit bigger numbers at a time. And over 10 years, that's a, it's a much bigger number. Um, so that's a thing, you know, and then I was going to say something else about the visualization. Oh, I'm so happy that that visualization worked for you because like, I'm not a visualizer. That's not a very good way for me to generate like energy oh. inside of myself. So I How really do you do had it? What's your thinking, like, top thinking and writing and saying, Oh, yeah. okay. I don't, I can't visualize for shit. Like I can't close my eyes and see stuff. I'm really bad at it. (laughs) It made designing a house actually really hard. Um, But so when I created that, I really had to think of something. I wanted to make it easy for even people who can't visualize like me. So I had to think of something that we all like can do. Like we all know what our phone looks like. We all picked up our phone a million times. If you receive payments online, we all know what that notification looked like. So I was like, if I, I have to make something that even a non-visualizer like me can visualize. 
And I knew I can, I know what my banking app looks like. So I created examples that were like, I just want it to be really, really simple and really easy and really possible for people. So like, I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it's genius. You're right. Everyone knows what it looks like. Even if you can't visualize, you know what your phone looks like. It was, it was very transformational and I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Good. Last question. What we want, what I want people to know if they're learning about manifestation is you have to understand that it's not just the visualization. It's not just the affirmation. Like none of that actually matters. It's whatever energy it creates within you. So if, yeah. if visualization makes you feel it as possible, then that's a vibe. But like I have, I've had a lot of clients over the years that it's like they go and sit in a park and get nature to get into a feeling or go on a run to get into a feeling. It's just, we got to learn how to generate new energies inside of ourselves so we can attract They're from just the tools. energy we want more of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to, uh-huh. like for me, I can't stand journaling or scripting. I've tried it. I've tried sitting and writing and being like, I've woken up in my dream home and my <laughs> husband is next to me. And I'm like, and if, it, if it, it feels fake, it doesn't do anything for you. It has to be something that you can actually view as like real and possible in the direction you're going. I'm with you because yeah. you can imagine me learning about all this stuff years ago and every single tool said visualize and it was doing nothing for my energy. But no one said to me, hey, the point of visualization is creating energy, creating yeah. feeling. If you're not, if that's not doing it for you, you need to find something else. I mean, I had to make up for myself that writing and thinking. Like I had to make it up and like figure it out and work on it to teach it. I don't know. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. We've all done the work. Well, some of us have. If you're not doing the work, come and join <laughs> us. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> anyway, I, I have kept you for long enough because I know you are a busy lady but is there anything that you want to promote anything that you want to tell everyone what do I want to tell people I just want to tell people that like shifts are available change is available yeah beginning to form a new life is really possible for you like you can do it it's not too early it's not too late like you're right on time um and that money gets to be fun it gets to be simple I have a module in Shop the Motherfucking Money Struggle called Money, a Game You Play, because as you detach from it and view it as a game and view it as a, a joy and an experiment, like it, it gets to stop being so scary. And what else do I want to say about that? Oh, a simple thing you could start with today is stop thinking of spending as letting go of money you're never going to get back. Just think of spending as... Uh, choosing to use your money in an intentional way and think of saving as just choosing to keep some of it for a a desire at some point just reframe it from scary things and let it be fun things and begin to watch it all shift and as far as next steps with me you can totally go have a marathon on my podcast on my YouTube, on my IGTV, I'm XO Amanda Francis on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm Amanda Francis everywhere, F-R-A-N-C-E-S. And other next steps could be checking out Money Mentality Makeover or the Energy and Frequency of Money or Drop the Motherfucking Money Struggle. Or I have a new one coming out later this month called Becoming the Wealthy Woman. Like I have resources and courses and trainings and I just know that you'll know, trust yourself, come to again, you'll know what to do. You'll know what next steps to take. And that's the vibe. 
I need to sign up. I actually do need to sign up, but also Which one do you think you're going to do first. What are you, have you looked into them? Uh, not massively yet, but I, because you know, I've never done an online course. I've never done anything oh, like that. So I need yeah. to, it's something I'm like I a book person. I am a book person, but I know yeah. that it's something that I need to do to like up level myself. But do you know, I think it's a travesty that Amanda Francis on Instagram is some synth pop bitch with like 5,000 followers. You need to take that Instagram handle, surely. Amanda Francis. Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, 10 years ago when I was creating my Instagram handle, Amanda Francis wasn't available. So I just said XO Amanda Francis. I don't know at what point Amanda Francis became available, but like, I, I, I've, I've loosely seen her on YouTube or something. I don't actually know who that is, <laughs> but I have to say, I guess, I stopped worrying about these things a long, long time ago because for years, the other Amanda Francis was a model and it was like, there was two Amanda Francis there was me and the model. And I think she was like Amanda Francis official or something. And now she's like, I think she's still modeling, but she's had children and she's living in Louisiana and she's like kind of redesigned her life. So you just can't worry about people like, you know, stealing your thunder or something because there's just room for all of us and everyone's going to change paths. We are here for and, the XO Amanda Francis. <laughs> yeah, and whatever. Um, yeah, I'm XO Amanda Francis on the Instagrams. And then, um, oh, when you're ready to do a course or a program, just let me know. The smaller ones are energy and frequency of money and drop the motherfucking money struggle. And the big, big one is money mentality makeover. So when you start with one of the two small ones, I give you your money back in a coupon code when you do the big one. So Ooh, that's good to know. Fun, yeah. It's like a fun journey. Like you can, you can either like start small and then get your money back when you want to go bigger, or you can just get the big one from the beginning. It's like all is available, you know? I love it. I love it. And I'm here for it. Yay. All cool. right. Thank you so much, Amanda. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you that's- for having me love. Have a really Thanks. good day or a good night for you. Yeah. I, this is the worst ending. This is probably not going to be my ending. <laughs> okay. You'll re-record a re-record outro. <laughs> Okay, perfect. So that is my interview with Amanda Francis. What a legend. What a queen. Um, We can all learn from her. Do you know what? I felt a little bit triggered in some of those responses, especially about the motherhood stuff. And now I've listened back to it. I don't know why I listened to it all, actually, because I couldn't edit it. So what's the point of that? Well, anyway, I listened to it all again. Um, I'm like, damn, she's so wise. Um, So I'm going to continue to try and expand my money money mindset my money consciousness all of that jazz um I just wanted to let you know because I think I forgot to mention it in the last podcast that I made my monthly donation on behalf of all of us but mostly the book club bitches um last month's donation went to a women's refuge a very like grassroots charity called changing pathways which helps women and children fleeing domestic violence in um essex i think it's like basildon thurrock all those kind of areas um they just popped up on my instagram and i was like this is a sign anyway i just wanted to let you know because i promised the lady that i would um tell you real quick there is a charity on Instagram called Mercy Rescue Trust and I just posted something about giving baby clothes to charity and this charity was like oh my god we have loads of orphan babies it's somewhere in Africa I can't remember exactly where and they are in desperate need of baby clothes because they've had no visitors over the last year they are in desperate need of baby clothes. And I've been looking for a charity that I can get involved with. 
And it turns out the woman DM'd me and she lives fucking five minutes down the road from me. So we're going to go and meet up for a wine next week um, <laughs> and talk about um, ways that the podcast can help. And I know that definitely I want to donate to that charity this month. So at the end of this month, I'll be donated to them. But if you have baby clothes you would like to donate because it's so hard so many charity bins these days are just they're not actually charity they just sell the clothes by the ton and then they give like a minimal amount of money to the charity um but i'm just trying to look on here she told me something like if it's under two kilograms basically it's 13 pounds to send a parcel up to eight kilograms or or something like that I'll put it in the show notes down below. But yeah, if you have any baby clothes, look up Mercy. Sorry, I'm not making any sense now. You can tell it's really, really late at night, can't you? It's Mercy Rescue Trust. Um, So yeah, let's just all send a load of fucking baby clothes and they'll just be like, oh my God, it's Christmas. Um, Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, What else do I have to tell you? Nothing. Oh, I had a vomiting bug this week and I nearly died. Honestly, I think that's why this this episode is so ramshackle. Forgive me. I'll be back to my best next week. I promise you. Um, the law of attraction has changed my life and it's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.